All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of、uh, Quarantine Diary. This is Kevin. Today, I want to share something about poker again.、Um, let's just jump back on the wagon.、Um, so, across the book, right? Like,、um, I really like the fact that Maria has been really embraced by the top level poker player. Like he, like she, really taps into. Some of the most brilliant mind、um, in poker、um, right now,、um, and this time it is、um, like another. I want to say probably the best poker trainer of all time, probably the best co-、uh, coach in poker of all time, Phil Galfound. Okay, so the setting was、uh, you know Mar-、uh, Maria Karanova、uh, was trying to. Get ready for the twenty seventeen main event.、Uh, that's a ten k buy in, right? The biggest poker event, like the Super Bowl of poker. And then what happened、uh, was she got set up with、uh, Phil Galfound, right? Just trying to like you know like pick his brain on the approach of learning poker and then like what is poker essentially is in a、um, higher philosophical level, right? And in a nutshell, I totally agree that you know like when a person's Uh, are playing poker with me. I'm trying to figure this out by myself as well. Is poker, in a way, is a form of a you know a narrative. It's a form of a、uh, you know a storytelling, in a way that what you're actually doing, you're actually just trying to put together a narrative puzzle in a way that makes sense for you or makes sense for your opponent, right? So you you are either telling a story or you're either receiving a story. Right, and Phil Galfon said that there's actually few ways to learn about poker, and one is route and memory, meaning that you will dive into the math, right? Game to get dive into game theory, figure out okay in this spot, you know, I am seventy seven percent value in raising and twenty percent value in calling. The next time I'm going to raise, I'm going to raise, I'm going to raise, right? So the more you expose yourself into the mathematical game theoretical side of the game. You develop the sense of intuition. You develop the sense of, okay, here's what I will do, and I can get backed up by math and stats, right? So, this way, route and memory is actually works really well, and you don't really risk a lot of big failure because of your、uh, psychological incompetencies or,、um, or just being new to the game, right? Because you know that you know math that has to be true, game theory, right? The calculation, the simulation tells you this is one hundred percent the correct way to play this hand. Then it's done. There's no conversation needs to be had. There's there, there's no back and forth, right? So in a way, in my opinion, it takes away the beauty of the game.、Um, but in a sense that if you want to.、Um, Find the quickest way to get to compensate in poker. This is a way to go, right? Really dive into the math, the stats.、Um, so deviate from the feel of the game, if that makes sense. Now, Phil Phil Galfon al-、uh, also told Maria that if you want to、um, sort of find a way to to hack the game in the short term, route approach is the best way to do it, right? You know the math, you know it's right. Like if you play a poker hand with somebody who don't even know the prob the probability at all, 
then you're gonna take their money 100% of the time. They need to really, really get lucky to, to have an edge with you if you are GTO optimal. They need to get really, really lucky in the long term to win money from them. That's just the facts, right? So if you want to approach this game or approach life in a long-term perspective, Phil Galfond brought out something that's really interesting is that you, know, you need to summon your inner Sherlock Holmes, right? You need to be a detective in a way that you need to know, okay, here is what's going on and here is what I think is happening, right? So first step, right? We need to figure out what does your opponent have? And what does your opponent's action tell them? And what they mean, and most importantly, what they don't mean, right? Kind of like pick up bluff in a sense. That you are constantly, as a player in poker, you're trying to poke holes into other person's story, right? Okay, so you are telling me that you hit a nut flush on the flop. Or you are telling me that you have a set here. Do I want to believe you? Right? So in a sense that we need to figure out what they're trying to hack or what they're trying to hide, do they really have it or not as a detective? All right, if you are watching the uh, detective movie or reading novels, um, they always backtrack to previously trying to piece up the evidence. And they always, like with the detective show, do you, you always have like a flashback, right? Maybe in like black and white, maybe in like blurry details. And they're saying, oh yeah, they are like you know, like you know, they're trying to reenact what's what's happening, and this is exactly what's happening in poker, right? And then one thing to be mindful of is, as you are trying to figure somebody else's out, they are trying to figure you out as well. So you want to make sure that you give a consistent narrative, um, you know, a story as well. So. Before you do anything in poker, like before you even try to improve your strategy to make sure that your story, make sure that your narrative will, will like, add up. It's going to help help people not to like crush you, not to like exploit you. But in a sense, um, it will help you because you know what, what to look for. You will help, uh, it will help you to recognize the inconsistency of your opponent as well. So... Here's the challenge that Phil Galfound gave to Marie and I think should be given to everybody else in live, in poker, is that whenever you do anything, right, never do anything without thinking about it. Or it, it, it doesn't matter how small it is. Without asking, why are we doing it? Why am I doing it? Why are you doing it? Right? And then never judge others on their decision in a way that you don't ask the same question. Because every action that your opponent do, good or bad, there has to be a reason behind it. Or else, why would they do it, right? Um, I always say, like, when there's a will, when there's a way, um, sometimes, you know, like, it just really comes down to it's very, very few opportunities that people cannot do something, right? Like, you know, like if you're not disabled, if you are, if you are, you know, a healthy human being, there's no reason for you to not do anything. But the thing is, is why you are not doing it, it's not really they can do it, it's they won't do it, right? So there has to be a way that we can figure out the reason behind it, that that can be used in business, used in marketing, used in dealing with your family member, used in dealing with your coworker, management, business, along those lines, right? So 
in a way that playing poker when the hand is shown, like when two people show their hands, a good poker player always have to backtrack to say, okay, with this hand, here's what you did. And with this hand, you bet this much on the flop when the first three card got flipped. Okay, when that hit, you checks. Okay, so in a way that we are trying to actively to construct a version of your story in the sense that I can figure out what is your story telling me that you have in the future, right? So always, always, always be more mindful at the poker table and always trying to figure out what is the reason behind it and then trying to put a storyline together or put a you know bullet point or mo right like you know like when when we saw like crime shows right like you know the the uh, mo like you know like, like trying to figure out okay this person tend to act this way with this type of hands, so by the end of the day guys just try to figure out why you know it's just really easy, um, sometimes you know, like when people say yeah you know like, I hate playing against bad player because they don't know anything, bad player even has to have a reason to do anything. Right, like they still have to have a reason to bump the river when you when like it's, it's very obvious that you don't have anything, right? Or you know, bad player always have a reason to do anything that he wants or she wants. So instead of like bashing the bad player, oh yeah, they're they're not fundamentally sound poker players. Oh, they don't know math, but they still have psychology, and then they still can do anything. With what they want, with their chips, right? So it's your job not to bash them, but it's your job to figure them out, right? And I feel like um, if you are a truly an like an expert at something, you have to be having the experience to balance out the descriptions, right? In the sense that if you're in a like a, a expert in let's say um, in a stock trading, right? So you have to really have a experience balancing out. Okay, you know this company is going IPO next month. Okay, this this area uh, uh, is like booming. So what you're actually doing is just, it's just like poker when you're trying to pick out a good stock, is you're trying to determine which which signal or which information are noise and which information are valuable, right? And then. The more or the better you can do this, or you can edge somebody out with this approach, then in the sense that you are an, an expert in this thing because you are better at let's say you know sniffing out the BS, right? So, a lot of times, expert they don't do that or they have an illusion of knowledge, right? It's like me, it's like me uh, talking about fasting. Like I'm not an expert. But I said that, right? Okay, here's what I've read. Here's my personal experience. I'm sharing it with you guys. Am I a biochemistry expert? No, I'm not. I am a biology major. No, I'm not. Do I have any medical training? No, I'm not. I don't have anything. But as a practitioner of fasting or intermediate fasting, I have something to share, and that is from my experience. Right? Like take it if you want, or drop it if you like. So. In a sense that everybody wants to become an armchair expert, right? Like I learned this word like a few months ago uh, when this whole COVID hit, uh, thing hit. Like everybody is trying to form their own narrative, right? 
oh yeah, this、uh, virus only gonna kill old people, so I don't care. Oh, I'm the expert in this. Oh, this and this and this. And quite frankly, like nobody, like even in the, uh, you know, uh, email, uh, emailological world, like there's no such thing as an expert in coronavirus yet because it's so novel. Like we have never seen this before, right? So, in a way that this whole idea of you're telling a story to others, and people are telling you a story. This can be applied in life too, right? Like, how good are you painting a picture? Let's say you and your spouse are trying to go to, I don't know, Iceland for vacation. How good are you in terms of selling that vision, selling that view, selling the thing that you can do? Right? You are trying to be more com, be more persuasive with that story that you're telling. Tell your spouse, right? Let's say you guys are gonna get a house. Right. Okay. What kind of house? Right. And then, in a way, that that is what the real the real estate agents are doing to you is that they're trying to tell you the story. Oh, this this house is great for having a family. Okay. Cool. If you want to have a family, boom, match up. Right. And then, in a sense, that you know, let's say you're watching a commercial, right, or you're listening to a commercial.、Um, they're telling you a story too. Right, like the example that come to mind is a、uh, magic spoon, uh, cereal. Right, it was on Tim Ferriss podcast. It was on Joe Rogan's podcast. So they're telling me that I can get a cereal taste without the carbs, without the situation, uh, without the you know like glucose level rise up. That's good and all. That's probably tasty, but I don't want to get into the habits of you know eating cereal in the morning because it's processed. So in a way. I choose to not believe that story, or I choose to not to react to that story, right? So, what happening on a poker table? You're telling them, "Hey, I have this hand." I'm telling you, I, I have this hand. Believe me, it's actually happening in the real life as well, and we can use this in everyday life. And then the most important thing I want to leave you guys with, because I know I've been talking a whole lot, is before you do anything, just figure out why, figure out why you're doing it, and figure out why your、uh, opponent why. Your business partner, while your parents are doing it, and we go from there. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and、uh, we go from there. Stay safe, guys.